welcome to Raw the Podcast with Emma and Amy, where we talk real and raw with mamas who have had to fight and be fierce, who have been thrown curveballs and faced adversity. We discuss everything from premature birth and NICU life to special needs and infant loss. Nothing is off topic. We hope that by opening up and being vulnerable, we can break down the walls and start to remove some of the shame and stigma associated with these traumatic experiences while helping other mamas feel less alone. I'm Emma, a rural living mum to two preemie and medically complex girls, Hazel Earthside and our warrior Willow up in the stars. And I'm Amy, special needs and medical mama to preemie boys James and Jack and a fierce advocate for the preemie and special needs community. We don't share your average mama stories and this isn't your average podcast. Raw is unrefined and breaks through the bullshit of navigating guilt, grief and trauma. I mean, let's be honest, we've been through more shit than some could ever imagine. So at this point, we don't really have a filter. But with this being said, please note, we do talk about sensitive topics in our episodes, which we know can be distressing. We give this warning simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Please take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. And lastly, let us assure you that it's not all bad and sad. Above all, we hope to shine a light on the life-changing perspective and appreciation that only these experiences can give you. We share the overwhelming joys and triumphs that our little miracles, both here and in heaven, bring to our lives. And we discuss the inspiration and hope we have gained from this community. While our experiences are individually unique, we are forever a part of something truly special. A community of fierce mama bears and their cubs navigating the storm. And together we'll roar. Welcome back, Roarers. Can you believe we're up to episode number 11, which means it's been nearly three months since we kicked this off. Um, The last two episodes, as you are all probably aware, uh, Emma hasn't joined us. She's been taking a little bit of a mental health break, but she's back. Hi, Emma. Yay. Hey, everyone. It's nice to be back. I've had a bit of a break and... The legend Ames has taken the reins for a couple of weeks and she's done some incredible podcasts. So you go, girl. I'm so proud of you. Um, oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's, it's been nice to take a step back, but I've also missed it a little yeah. bit. So it's good to be back. Yeah, we definitely missed you. I um, just didn't feel right without you, that's for sure. Mm. Um, but I'm proud of you too for, yeah, acknowledging how you were feeling and taking a taking a break and I guess processing a lot of emotions has been a lot um mm. yeah yeah absolutely I think it just sometimes I'm very good at telling everybody else to take a break when they need and encourage them to talk about their feelings and stuff but I think I let it get the better of me and I just I just needed to take a break so um I'm certainly yeah. by no means better and it's not something that I'm going to heal from like just take a bit of a break and be back better than ever it's just that's not the case in our our circumstances unfortunately but yeah I certainly just needed to take a break and you would know Ames I literally couldn't get through an episode without without crying so I certainly just needed to take some time to myself um yeah and it's um you know that that whole saying no like knowing when it's time to step back and say no because we get so good at just Mm. saying yes 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 to everything but at the cost of you know our mental health and yeah 
then we get fatigued and exhausted and we explode. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good lesson Definitely. for everyone really to acknowledge when they yeah. need to have a yeah. break because you can't do it all, especially um, yeah. when your head's not in the right space. So yeah, yeah, you've got yeah. a lot I think to teach so many. Um, yeah. I think I think it's good of you to come come on here and talk about that as well um, and acknowledge mm. that that's what you did. Yeah. And I think it's just about learning to be vulnerable as well. Um, I think so many times I've sat on the podcast sort of having those feelings but being so worried to actually say something or to cry during a podcast because you're just so used to having to be that that strong person Um but I need to take my own advice and learn that it's okay not to be okay um, and yeah. share what's actually going on and how I'm feeling instead of just saying, no, I'm fine because clearly no one's fine if, you, if you're going through what we're going through. And, um, yeah, it's a safe place and I hope by me talking about it, it helps other people to maybe um, voice that they're not okay or – or get help um but yeah it doesn't doesn't make it easy that's for sure yeah absolutely and it tells other people to take the mask off like we always talk about putting on this brave Mm. face and being strong all the time but you yeah are acknowledging that you don't need to be brave and to do it all and to be strong and that no one no one ever is but especially someone that has lost a child you can't Mm. continue to put on a brave face and eventually yeah. doing that for a long period of time it's going to it's going to wear yeah. thin um and yeah. I know I don't know if yeah. if this is something you really want to talk about or not but um the episode mm. that sort of you had to stop halfway through was the episode we had with Haley mm. when we're talking about you mm. know um sort of medically complex children and Haley and I were sharing our stories of our children obviously and that you know that's a lot I remember you yeah. saying that you felt like you couldn't relate anymore and that you didn't have a short a story mm. to share anymore and that yeah you yeah. you couldn't get through that episode and that was absolutely devastating. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think not that I don't know that Willow's gone. I very much so know that she's gone and she's not coming back, but I think when you're in an you're in an environment like that when you're talking about other people's children and you almost go to say something and then you realise that like that story of mine has has ended. Like I no longer mm-hmm. have a medically complex child. Um, so, and it's, it's hard because you want to be involved, but yeah, it's, it's that sudden realisation that, Hey, I actually don't have anything to say. And not that I don't have anything to say in that conversation because I do, but yeah, mm-hmm. there's a full stop in our story. So, yeah, that was a hard one. Um, I know we sort of just sort of stopped during the episode and I'd been probably silent for like, well, 20, 25 minutes and you were like, Mm. Emma, do you want to speak? And I just, I couldn't, I physically couldn't and I had Mm -hmm. a massive panic attack. I had to mute my screen. I had to go on like just Dylan came Mm. in and I just couldn't breathe. It was awful and it was like she had died all over again. It was just like... My, I was just being crushed and um, it's, yeah, it's little things like and that. this is the reality. This is why it's so important. Yeah. yeah. And I was literally fine and to be fine 20 minutes prior and to be laughing and smiling and joking and then just to be struck so suddenly to the point like 
that you can't even talk without without crying like I was crying and laughing at the same time like I was Mm. like that's just it was out of an out of body like you can't even come back from it it's really hard to explain unless you've you've had something like that before and I have them all the time um but never one that has just come on so so suddenly when I was feeling so fine so that yeah is was sort of the start of what I took as a break um and I think because Hayley and I were talking mm. we were talking a lot about um Jack and Pippa like now and what they're mm. doing now so mm. we're talking a lot about you know mm. how their behavior has been quite toddler-like yeah. and difficult and I guess yeah. that in itself you, yeah yeah you're not really having that um bit to be able yeah. to share those stories of Willow like that is yeah that's yeah. a trauma in itself yeah and I think that's what people forget is um I grieve her every day for the experiences that we had together, which were very few, but I also grieve what we don't have. I see um, all of her little beautiful NICU little buddies that were born around the same time as her and I see their their updates on Facebook, which is amazing and I, I love it and I'm so happy and grateful for these families that have these beautiful little ones but it just makes me so sad at the same time because I just think like shit like she would have been walking like Mm -hmm. just to think of all the things that she should be doing now and that she isn't doing is it's so hard to explain Mm -hmm. it's you just grieve all these things every time and the fact that that's lifelong for us like it's not just going to be a few years that we're going to feel this way like it's going to be every year on her birthday Mm -hmm when Hazel graduates school, when Hazel's doing a dance concert, I think like, oh, Willow's never going to do a dance concert or like even like mm-hmm. when I go swimming at the beach, I'm like she never got to go in the water. Like I, it's little things like like Easter, like she never ate chocolate, like she never mm-hmm. got to do so many things. Um, so, yeah, it's it's grieving all that at the same time, I think, as well as the past, which – when you get into that mind frame, it's exhausting. And constant, like you said, it's not something you can hide from. And I've said that in the past, like it's, it's every day something is going to come up that is going to remind you of what, what you're not going to experience Mm. with Willow. And that's, um, yeah. And it can be the simplest of things like seeing other siblings playing with each other at the playground or seeing a family having a picnic, like, I still have a family, I still have Hazel and I I still have Dylan, but you just picture that being you and um, not having what they have and not seeing Hazel playing with a sibling anymore. Yeah, it just, it's like they die over and over and over again. Yeah, and Hazel's still, she's still waiting at the steps for Willow. That's the other thing. Like, she's... Yeah, it's... Yeah, you know, when... When does that end, that constant? No. Yeah. Yeah, I just. I know. And as much as you want to just cuddle her up and tell her that everything's fine and that Willow's up in the stars and she's watching her and blah, 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 like there's only so many times that I can say that without just wanting to say it's fucking bullshit. Like, 
Mm. It is bullshit. Yeah. I'm sorry, Hazel, but it's a crock of shit that this is life. It's so unfair. But no, like she's three. So you have to be very much like, oh, it's okay. Like we all miss her too when really I just want to be like, it's fucked. Like I'm sorry, but yeah. this is our life and this is what life has handed mm. us. And I think for the past almost a year now since she's passed, that's what I've done. I've just so sugarcoated it and it's getting exhausting because I'm angry and it's mm. getting harder and harder to hide that anger with with Hazel um, as much as I want to keep such a beautiful memory alive for for her and I always will try my best to. It's Yeah, it's really hard at the same time to not show her how shit it actually mm. is. Yeah. But. Yeah, and speaking of, it's obviously coming up to Willow's anniversary of her passing. That's later this month, mm. um, which is obviously, I'm guessing, a lot of the reason. I mean, like you said, it's constant and grief isn't linear. Um, but a lot of a lot mm. of that is obviously as we approach her anniversary, and it would have also been her second birthday. Um, mm. But you've recently said that you put on a brave face for so long and you looked as though from the outside you were coping with it for so long and now it's almost like you mm. just want to tell everyone. <laughs> I don't know what you said, yeah. but you're like, hey, guess what, guys, I'm a fucking mess all of a sudden and that <laughs> you, don't <really> yeah. know, <laughs> you don't really know how yeah. to say that because, you know, because I think for so long you have, you know, yeah. you've put on this brave face no. and you have appeared yeah. to be coping but that's the that's the whole point as well of talking about it is that there is so much that you don't see yeah. and it goes on behind the scenes yeah um yeah but I know that when we talked to Sydney about her daughter Carmen that she said mm. that her the first year for her was almost this um just this survival mode of getting through every day mm. and with that I guess comes yeah. on putting a brave face but then after that first year that's when she got the anger and the it really, the grief really hit her hard. So I don't think you're alone in, yeah. in what you're feeling at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just this like fucked up stigma that it's just going to go away and time heals and like it's bullshit. It doesn't. I'm sorry <laughs> for anyone who's in the thick of their yeah. grief or at the start of their grief. It For me, it has gotten worse this past year. I have just, like you said, just survived. We've got Hazel. I haven't had the luxury of just being able to lay in bed and just be, be a mess and Feel. not do anything. Yeah. yeah, because I've had to be there for her and not freak her out or think that there's something wrong because there is something wrong, but she's only three and she doesn't understand what's going on. So for her yeah. I have I've just really had to try and just deal with it but I think also a part of me just just dealt with it because I wasn't ready to accept it and like and like you said we're, we're coming up to a year now so at the moment there's so many things going through my head like this time last year or this time mm. last year she was like we were getting ready for a birthday party and all that sort of stuff and it, it really does just just hit home that she's not coming back and it is yeah it's forever and mm. we can't we can't get any of it back and it's yeah 
it's yeah, it's heartbreaking and it's um a pain that I wouldn't wish on anybody. But it is our life and um yeah, it's just shit, really. Yeah. So cold. Yeah, I just I don't and that's where I'm at now. I'm just I just don't understand why or how life can um be so cruel and what what did we ever do wrong to deserve it or I just I'm so yeah just don't understand and I think that's the hardest part is not knowing why um why can't everybody live and you know what I mean like it's just I just can't grasp it and that's where I am absolutely and why and why you and that's so totally understandable why you why the fuck you why the good people yeah Yeah. and that's just where I'm so stuck at the moment is I just can't can't grasp it like and I'll never you like how can you get past that when you don't actually know you never will know know why it will never make sense and it will never make sense because it's cruel and how exhausting is that like an old person dies and they've died because they're old and that's fine it's really sad or someone's really sick for a really long time and they die and you under you have a reason you know you know why but she was not even one like I just don't understand how we can how we live in a world where that sort of shit happens and it just makes me really and angry you've, you've got the added like you'd never you don't have answers either not that that would make mm. it any easier or better yeah but there is so much unknown as well yeah willow and her story and yeah yeah and that's difficult to grasp as well and again you'll never probably get answers or be able to grasp that so it's just yeah yeah and I think that's a big a big reason for the past year and why I've sort of had to not had to because I've chosen to be strong and that's just the way we've gone about it but we had to go through a full police investigation for months and months after she passed away. We weren't allowed to really speak about certain things or speak to certain people like her her nurses, her doctors. We weren't allowed to speak to them. We never had a coroner's report. So I just had to keep it together because we didn't know. Like nothing was formal. We didn't know what was going on. Um, mm-hmm. And we still don't know like we had a letter um the other day saying that the cause of her death was unascertained which pretty much means they don't 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 know Mm -hmm. why or there could be multiple reasons that they think think it that she passed away um but we're yet to receive Mm -hmm. the full report so even just that it just plays on you so much it just you hang on that that's going to give you some sort of answer, but the fact is that it, it probably isn't, um, mm. which is just so much, mm. yeah, it's just crap. The process is crap, really. Yeah, which is something we we'll, we might talk about in another episode, actually, because there's a lot mm. that people don't understand that happens yeah. after after a yeah. child passes, yeah. Yeah, especially no. the, in the circumstances yeah. that Willow did, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So have you yeah. have you turned memories and stuff off of Facebook? Because that's obviously 
not going to be helping, oh. is it? But at the same time, you want to kind of, yeah, I guess you do want to remember those moments. Yeah, they can be a blessing and a curse all at the same time, I think, sometimes. Mm. They make you happy, but then they make you sad because you realise how quickly life can change um, mm. and how precious it is. And I find myself now thinking a lot about like what if something happened to Hazel or um, like what if something happened to Dylan especially when those mm. things come up and it just it does just show you like this time last year like not that we were fine yeah. we'd been through quite a long battle with Willow with her health issues but we were yeah, in such a no good idea. place she'd had a yeah. yeah she'd had her surgery she hadn't had no sort of repercussions hadn't been having any like apneic episodes we were just at home sort of living our best life as a family and um the thought of that being able to change so quickly is terrifying and it's something Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't understand I don't think is everything can be fine not even a day like 20 minutes I put her down for 20 minutes and 20 minutes later that was it like it just it really hits home and it it gives yeah and I think that gives you a bit Mm. of added anxiety when you've already lost someone so quickly of how how quickly you could then lose someone again so I don't think that's helping me at the moment either but it's Mm. just it is what we just have to have to deal with now just want to give you a big hug she went so far away yeah I know Mm. and that is it is hard I've got a beautiful like there's I live in a very beautiful town but I'm I'm away from my parents and my family's all in Adelaide like my three closest best friends have moved they don't live in Kimber anymore so it has been it has been hard. There's only so much you can tell people when they send you a message or pick up the phone and mm. call you when they ask you if you're okay. There's only so much you can say over a conversation like that without sounding like a fucking crazy person. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I think people get it. I think people understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, they understand um, if you're a crazy person is what I'm saying. I don't think anyone gets what you're going through. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think people yeah. are going to be pretty patient. Yeah. 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 yeah how's Dylan he's all right he yeah I think we have had to learn to be okay with the fact that we're going to be on different pages at different times um yeah. like the past couple of weeks I've really struggled um and for no not an apparent reason because we we know why I'm struggling but there hasn't been anything that sort of sort of triggered it um but just to understand that just because he's okay doesn't mean it's bad that I'm not okay um and just sort of working with it yeah Yeah. but that's also exhausting because I'll have a couple of shit weeks and then I'll go on an upper and then he might start coming down so it's it is exhausting because you're supporting them even when you've just like sort of just gotten through yourself. Um, But yeah, I think time will tell. There's only so much that we can, we can do. Um, We're very lucky. We're very open with each other a lot of the time, but 
I think I'm also very good at hiding how I'm feeling, um, which is hard. Um, But, yeah, when you have a three-year-old in the house, it's very hard not to be okay and not to just sort of go with it. And um, I'll I'll go to boxing and I'll, like, walk down there. It's a 20-minute walk, 20-minute back, and I'll – I'll go to boxing and then I'll cry for the whole 20 minutes on the walk home and then I'll walk through the door and it's just like, right, game on, like Hazel's here. And you just have to learn. I've just switched it off like that, which is awful. I shouldn't, shouldn't do that. But but how, like you said, how do you not? Yeah. 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 And I'll do anything to protect Hazel from feeling what we're feeling or seeing what we're feeling because it's shit myself and I don't need her to have to watch me feel that way as well. So I think I do that to protect her, but I suppose it hinders me at the same time. So it's a catch 22 really. You can't, you can't win either way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to, as she gets older, you'll be able to Mm. yeah, talk her through some of what's, Mm. what's going on and explain it better. But right now you are, you're just protecting her and you're, yeah giving her the happiest childhood that you can yeah um yeah she can have because at this stage of her life there is no point like you said in in letting her see your grief and letting her grieve something that she doesn't understand yeah there's just absolutely yeah she's too young it is hard yeah yeah Yeah. and you talk about time like and you said how Mm. um you know, people expect, I remember you saying to me that, oh, it's been a year. Like, I think people expect that we should be getting better, not worse. But mm. it's so, yeah, it's so not the case and it's so mm. not true. And mm. a lot of people have said from the start that you guys appear to be, like mm. I said before, appear yeah. to be coping. But I think that's almost yeah. in a way that you're worried that people are going to, yeah, be a little bit taken aback or surprised by the fact that you're not okay. Yeah. I don't think that anyone will expect you to be yeah. okay and to have grieved and to mm. have healed because, like you said, it's you're never yeah. going to heal from this. Obviously, when people hear this episode, I don't think people mm. are going to be going, oh, my gosh, Emma's – Yeah. It's been a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's that talk in your brain, isn't it? It's that – like even when people would say, oh, like you're doing so well or – um, stuff like that it's like right like I am like I am doing this and it's fine and it's fine that almost lights your fire even more to just go mm. with it and just pretend like everything's okay so now it's it's really hard to say yeah and my my friends and my close people around me they're not stupid they can see that I'm not okay yeah um yeah it is the wider community and especially because society mm. does paint this picture that with time mm. you do mm. you do get yeah, you get better and you yeah. feel that's and yeah. it is it's this picture that and it almost makes you feel like that's how you should be that's where you should be yeah at. yeah um, but like you yeah and I think the way. like you said it's what people see is like five percent of what what you're actually doing so like oh she's out running like she's doing really well or um like stuff like that but what they don't see is like that I literally can go out for a run for three hours and cry the whole time, like in a sobbing yeah. mess. And that running's probably the yeah. only the only outlet yeah. that you actually have away from. Or they're like, oh, I'm so glad you're doing the podcast. Like it's so great. Like you're doing so well and you're so strong, which is 
beautiful and so empowering but it's also like so if I'm doing this does that mean I'm okay now like does that mean Mm. I have to be okay like if I tell you I'm not okay is that going to make you think less of me or um to do something like this do you have to be okay do you have to have moved past everything or do you know what I mean so it's um It's just that stigma. And it's either way. Either way, yeah. if you weren't doing anything, could it be? Yeah, yeah. And it is because, like you said, in the past you said that you feel like you're constantly in the spotlight, like you're the animal in the room wherever you go. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that you're doing this is just a credit to you, even when, you know, when you're feeling good and when you're you're not, you're, you're real about it. You're, you're yeah. open and honest and you're not hiding the shit times. Um, yeah. 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 I don't know. It's a lot. It's just shit. Oh, it is. And it is so draining. And I think like the past probably like a week, like just the thought of anything stressful or not even stressful, just my brain, everything makes me cry. I can't. I rocked up at boxing yesterday and I just started crying. Like I just can't mm. comprehend life at the moment and not in a scary way, like not that not triggering anything like I you know what I mean? Like Yeah, no, I yeah. But it's just yeah, it is a lot to take in. It's And you're yeah. so tired. Ti- you're you're tired. Yeah, yeah, from it all. Like this yeah. constant Yeah. I'll just sit there for so tired. I'll sit there for over an hour just not even thinking about anything in particular and just crying and then just click to and realise it's been an hour. Like it, mm. it's just, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. And being at home as well lately, I've really struggled with like home just isn't – I struggled with that really a lot at the start after she first passed away of not feeling at home in the – like in our house and um, wanting to move and um, all that sort of stuff. But it settled a little bit, I suppose. We um, had the house painted and moved heaps of stuff around and um, tried to just do a few things for me. Um, but I, I found myself right back in that place of not not loving it at home, But which, mm. which is awful. Like your house is supposed to be your like safe place place but everywhere I look at the moment is just is just willow and just memories and one day that will be a nice thing I hope but at the moment it's just like torture every Mm. time so um yeah it's shit are you so are you sort of would you think consider moving like is this something that's gonna or you couldn't Mm. imagine moving either it's so hard because like we'll go away like we've been in Adelaide and I get excited to go because I want to get out Mm. of the house but then when I'm away I'm away from Willow and I'm away from Mm. where like her life was in this house and all all of our memories were here so I don't think I can win either way so it is it's just a constant tiring battle because you can't decide what you want and these are decisions that you shouldn't have to make and I think that's what I always come back to is it's fucked up and I shouldn't have to make these decisions and I shouldn't have to feel this This way be your life and then you forget about it and then it's something else it is just a constant vicious awful cycle 
and it's it's so exhausting it is so draining like my brain sometimes just doesn't function when they say that that grief takes away parts of your memory and parts of your brain they are the smartest Mm. people I've ever met in my life because like it's true you just I Dylan will tell me something and then 10 minutes later I've forgotten it and you can understand when people say that they just want to go to sleep and not wake up like they just feel like they just want to sleep yeah because it's just just to turn it off yeah yeah yeah, because yeah. then even when like you do wake up in the morning, it's like you haven't slept. You still feel exhausted because you wake up, and I remember that she's dead, and I remember that just we're just gonna have to constant. do it over and like all over again. Like it is just, yeah. it's all consuming. Yeah, and when I say that, you know, wanting to sleep and not waking up, it's not like a yeah you know no suicidal yeah. thing it's more of a yeah like, that oh, mental, absolutely constant yeah. draining no. tiring yeah. exhausting that never yeah. stops yeah and the only break yeah. if if that if you even get that is sleep and like when Dylan oh, yeah. had his knee operation a few weeks ago I was just like to him like can we swap so just someone can just pull yeah. me under general put me to sleep mm. fuck I would love to go to sleep just for like three days straight and just yeah have a break recharge mm-hmm. yeah but then I'm like yeah. even in three days time, I'm gonna wake up and it's still gonna be my life so still the reality that's yeah. the most exhausting part is that it is it is forever yeah mm. but I think you've said <sighs> it beautifully I think you've spoken very well mm. I know there was a lot that you wanted to get across and to say yeah. the right way and you have I think you've told yeah. it well Emma out, my brain is dead. <laughs> well, you've done well. Oh, right. Let's talk about you. Nurturing Gnomes is an Adelaide-based company established through a family's experiences of having babies who have been in the NICU, PICU and simply living within the medically complex child world. They provide inclusive, personalised premium care for all young people and families. They're basically the nannies, carers and support workers this community needs. The founders, Daniel and Naomi, have four children, three of whom are premature, one who lives with Noonan syndrome, one who is anaphylactic and one who has possible cerebral palsy, sleep apnea, dysphagia, medically induced trauma and is fed via a peg. This means they get it. They get how hard it is to have a night out every once in a while. They get that using a typical babysitter, friends or family is sometimes too much of an ask and they get how difficult it is to access quality care for a child with extra needs. Yep, they found a huge gap in the market and they've filled it and it was clearly needed. Nurturing Gnomes provides two types of care, nurture nannies and nurture care. All staff have the required working with children checks and first aid qualifications and all care is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Nurture nannies support families with neurotypical and or neurodiverse young ones, families under delegation of care or whom have a diagnosis that does not allow them to have access to NDIS. The nanny will provide educational activities to promote fine, gross social and emotional development during this time too and often do a little tidying up around the home while they're at it. And nurture carers have a higher level of training and provide care to our complex needs children and their families. Naomi meets with every family first at no cost 
and strives to provide tailored and premium care to families and their young people. They know that every family has different wants and needs and they want you to feel comfortable leaving your precious miracles in nurturing hands. You can find out more about Nurturing Gnomes on Facebook or by visiting nurturinggnomes.com. It's so funny. Well, it's not funny because we're both sitting here and I'm saying like, I want to hear about about you, Ames, and like the boys and all that sort of stuff. And it's hard because you feel like you you can't now and it's those conversations are so hard and um we found this really good post on social media kind of kind of that encapsulates sort of that that type of thing so I want to read it quickly it's um from an Instagrammer called traveling with grief um and she writes dear friends I don't expect you to stop living or loving your children I don't expect you to be traumatized or heartbroken like me. It is my responsibility to navigate my triggers and to protect myself with boundaries when I need to. But please know the world is already unkind to those of us with dead children. We already are overstimulated and overwhelmed most of the time we leave the house when we see a mum with a stroller walk by us or families innocently enjoying lunch together. So we are doing our best but our nervous systems are shot as invisible mothers. I can't prevent little toddlers coming up to pet my dog and sometimes I have to hold back tears when that happens. Sometimes I just smile. I can't control the fact that most of my friends have young children and I want to nurture and protect those relationships so I put in a lot of mental effort to do so. Knowing their children are the centre of their lives, mine is also and would be too if she were still here living. All I can say is the friends who've done their best to understand and invite me anyways and know that they can't fix anything for me but done their best to be truly compassionate in their actions and words and not shut me out or make assumptions or take things personally have truly touched my heart and it has really helped. Thank you for holding my hand through this. I miss the old me and the way things used to be and sadly I know it'll never be quite the the same way again. We are all imperfect, but I'm thankful we are figuring it all out together. I'm so thankful for the friendships that remain now through the heaviest and hardest seasons of my life. And then she wrote a small small quote and it just says, I'm happy for you that your children are alive, healthy and are doing well. And I'm heartbroken that mine is or are not. I will always be both. I think that just so summarises it. Like I never never want people to be ashamed or or worried about talking to me about their kids or I've had friends that have said to me like oh I always get worried about posting the photos on social media or or, yet shit for me like it is hard because we have lost Willow and um I will always compare but it's also beautiful I I love nothing more than seeing Jack asleep in his high chair (laughs) on Instagram and uh, seeing Willow's little friends walking with their walking frames and um, kids crawling for the first time and it's heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time. So I never want people to stop sharing their kids because um, I'll never stop sharing mine and both alive or, or dead, I'll always share Hazel and Willow's stories and photos and, and beautiful faces. So I would hate to think that the people around me feel like they can't so – yeah, I really love what she wrote. I think that's so so amazing. Yeah, I do too. And I'm yeah. 
I'm just so lucky. Yeah. And I hope you know that I know that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I couldn't, it, it would be hard talking to me. <laughs> no, yeah. God. I always, yeah, I just put myself in your <laughs> shoes and I can't even, God, I can't even imagine. Yeah. But I, like, this is what I find hard is that I've been mm. personally struggling a little bit with our stuff and mm. it is just nothing. And that's yeah. what, like, when I hear no, that. No, but it, just... it is so something because we've spoken about this so many times about it's your hard. But it just reminds me how lucky I am. Like, I think that's the. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, it, that is it's, what you just read is the perspective that I need sometimes. Like, yeah, there could, there's nothing, there could, there's nothing harder than losing a child. And it's not fair, yeah. like you said. And it pisses me off that. Yeah. That happened to you and that, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you don't have your own battles, though. Speaking of which, you said yeah. today was Jackie Boy's Needle Day. How's that all going? And be honest. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to be angry too. Oh, it's got, yeah, it's gotten really hard. We're six months. I actually, mm. we keep a diary of every week that we do. And today was week 26. So we're literally right smack bang in the middle yeah. of a year of his infusions. Yeah. And when we first started, that was the the end line was six months. That's what we mm. thought we were going to be doing it yeah. for. It was just a six yeah. month trial to get him through um yeah and I guess it's both a win and a loss the the good news is it has helped and he is much healthier um and overall you know six months without well he's only had one hospital admission in that time which is the best he's ever done yeah um or the longest he's ever gone um but at the same time it means that they do want to continue the infusions for another yeah. six months, which is a bit of a smack in the face, especially because he is, he's three, you know, well, next month actually. Mm. And he is becoming more aware. Well, he knows, he knows yeah. now when it's needle day, he, as soon as I get the numbing cream out, he runs the opposite way screaming, yeah. crying. I don't want needles, yeah. no needles. And I think a lot yeah. of it is, is a mental game for him, which is that's, that's another thing that's I'm finding really hard is because I don't actually think the needles themselves hurt him if he's distracted enough or looking the other way and I do it he doesn't even flinch anymore because Mm. of the numbing cream but it's the fact that he is so clearly traumatized by this and it's such a mental trauma and worry and that's what's playing a big what's weighing heavy on my mind is the impact that this could have on him long term yeah and the fact that I can't explain to him yeah what we're doing and why like he, yeah you just can't does he get any psychological support or like is he not old enough or no well I didn't think that there was any at, for this age but um mm. a friend recently said that they got their um two-year-old assessed mm. by a psychologist and I was mm. like, oh my gosh, really give me the, give me the yeah. place. So I've actually put our details down with this place and they don't, yeah. they can apparently do some treatment that is a little bit different. Um, yeah, he obviously okay. gets play therapy, but I really struggled to, and I know it helps, but I really struggled yeah. to see the benefit of that and how it directly yeah. relates back to his medical trauma and stuff. And we are working yeah. to get like some social, social stories made, which sort of 
I don't know if you know what a social story is, but it's like a, a book of pictures of them sort of in the procedure and then the things mm-hmm. that help to comfort them. So it'll be yeah. pictures of Jack getting his needles and then it'll be, you know, his bear yeah. um, and then his his blankie, his big brother, us, all of this sort of safe um, places in his life um, and almost normalising it because he doesn't see anyone else around him yeah. get yeah get this stuff like he's at that age now where he knows that he's the one that I shouldn't say different but he is he's different yeah. um yeah. requiring the stuff that other kids don't yeah. so yeah um anyway we are booked in to see um this team that'll do a bit more mm-hmm. of I think you know more psychological support um so yeah mm. but that's that and it's awful like you say like he's like as you're his safe place and stuff do you find that you feel like he thinks you're not sometimes when you're doing these things like I remember when I used to have to take Willow to have her tube reinserted and she would look at me like I was the devil like I was the worst person in the world Mm -hmm. and she would make me feel like so blamed for everything is does that play on your mind as well a bit do you think that he's gonna like blame you or he thinks this is you doing like bad things to him because he doesn't understand that what you're doing is actually helping him which is heartbreaking imagine yeah. if someone was doing something to you and you didn't understand yeah so we've talked about how I think we talked about this on Haley's episode it was probably after you, you yeah. left but how medical trauma is basically people that you trust holding you yeah. down and overpowering yeah. you which does again that's one thing that weighs heavy on my mind because most of Jack's yeah. medical stuff has always been in the hospital setting or environment. Yeah. So when they said that we had to bring these infusions into the home, I was really, I really struggled with that because it's essentially bringing that trauma into our house, into mm. his safe, safe yeah. place. Um, yeah. And I do struggle. Like I, I pretty much every week I cry when we do it and I, yeah. Yeah. get flustered and I sweat and my hands shake and my heart races and Scott's the same mm. and James even James is pretty good at this stuff like for a long time he was the distraction and he would blow bubbles and he would dance and play music and sing and stuff mm. he's also gotten to the point now where because Jack's struggling so much with them that he can't deal with it and he goes and jumps on the trampoline covering his ears so even the impact it has yeah. on him it's hard yeah but James like you said James yeah. is old enough to understand that we're doing this because he needs it and because yeah, it helps for him. A benefit, Jack yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I think hmm. I've spoken to people about this and their advice was just that we are still obviously we're still his safe place and we're the ones that are comforting him yeah. after. Um hmm. and we're the ones that still cuddle him to sleep at night. And I guess in a way we probably, I know every parent gives a lot of love and cuddles and care, but in a way I find that I'm now (laughs) like 200% on the, (laughs) on the cuddles and compassion. And yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm making up, making up for the trauma by just smothering him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't say no to him much. He's probably like going to be the most spoiled little bratty kid, but um, yeah. Especially on infusion day, he's probably yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's right. yes. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. He's like, I get an ice block now and then I get a new car. <laughs> like he knows the process. Oh, wow. but, um, lucky boy. God, I hope it doesn't go on for too long for you then because you are going to be poor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just matchbox cars. They're just a, a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it is. I think it's still providing 
yeah those just like reassurances almost yeah and something that he can relate to it that is still fun and happy so when we you know when he runs the opposite way and says that it's need don't want needles we say yeah but what do you get what do you get for doing needles for being such a big boy and yeah um, being brave um and he goes oh a new car so he kind of does relate yeah the trauma to something exciting and I think that's yeah yeah we're just doing our best in making it yeah and hopefully it is going yeah. to be such a small portion of his life that he won't remember. Yeah. Yep. And we're just like, we're just just stuck at the moment with Jack and his diagnoses and we're not moving forward yeah. and that's just, like I, we always, we never go forward over winter because you can't with him. Yeah. You can't try and wean thickener or they didn't yeah. want to stop the infusions as well over winter. Um, but then we kind of were getting to summer. <laughs> And then we're we're, yeah. we're still not moving forward, so I just feel like we've been stuck in the same spot for two years now. But yeah, what it is. And then yeah. the doctor, the last appointment we had, the doctor said, um, I asked, I said, I asked outright, I said, do you see kids like Jack at this age who are still aspirating this severely? And he said no. <laughs> so I think that was that's just a bit of a mm. slap in the face. He's just the rare kid that's taking his time. But has he him. had a Nissan Fundo or not? Nah. Or have they his ever spoken never... about him having that? Well, no, he had the pH test and his reflux wasn't yeah. severe. It was it was yeah. pretty bad. And he's still on thickener. Even in his peg feeds, mm. they're thickened so that he doesn't um, mm. aspirate yeah. on, his, on the thin fluids in his tummy. Yeah. Um, and he was on reflux meds until recently. But, um, yeah, we that's not really been a discussion. But there is talk now about now that we are at this point and he's not really – he's still got such wet airways and – He's just his everyday sort of exercise tolerance is just terrible. He just puffs. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're kind of at a point now that he has reached this age that it's not no longer sort of normal, or that he's yeah. grow- he's not really growing out of it. That they're probably going to look at maybe doing another scope or yeah. Okay. He's got such weird anatomy, like he's got this rare congenital abnormality of his lung. So he's got an extra mm. bronchi that's just. They think it's just his anatomy and the way he was made. That's mm. that's his that's his thing. But anyway, God, he's gonna owe along. you some some big <laughs> big drinks when you're older. Some big bottles of red wine. <laughs> don't know how I'm not grey. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, well, you're doing bloody well. Thank you. You can I only do like what you can but... do. Oh, I know. Yeah. And you're a bloody nurse. You run a business. You've got so much going yeah. on. And I think that's what I've got to take a leap out of your book and kind of maybe I just need to mm. have some time off. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, absolutely. I've not booked in shifts for um, work for the next two weeks. More so because Scott's Good. on call and I can't work when he's on call. Yeah. And then it's Easter and then it's school holidays. So I was like, I might yeah. as well just take a break from it all. But then yeah. I did. I just got a new job at, at Mount Barker Hospital, so oh my they're gosh. asking me to book in some shifts. I was like, shit, Amy, bad timing. But anyway, I'll just explain. Bad timing. Yeah, mm. you have to. Yeah. And it's not like the type of work you do is chilled out, like you're looking after human beings. <laughs> and Yeah, I can't afford to make a draining <laughs> in itself. Yeah. Feel like no, you were saying about be. the mental, yeah, the mental load, and then I feel like I do. I'm very. I've got a shocking memory as it is, but I go. 
I, I'm, I'm similar. Like I can drive to work and I'm like, I don't even remember driving to work. The drive? Like I know you can, you, mm. yeah, like I know you tune out. I do stuff, that when I I'm, drive. I do that when I drive to Adelaide and that's like six hours and you're like, how yeah. have I not killed myself on the way? Like I don't remember stopping yeah. at a single red light. Or you go through a light and you're like, good for is you. that light green? Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think all the other cars were going through their lights. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were shit. leaving Port Augusta the other day and I pulled out and I didn't even look left or right and like I didn't hit a car, luckily. Dylan's like, did you even look? And I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, are you okay? I was like, yes. Oh, but I felt like a bit of a yeah. thug. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 da. living on the edge yeah I just I think sometimes my brain just doesn't want to work and in my line of work it needs to so I am I kind of I'm getting to that point and it's kind of the same thing as you I think I just need to recognize that I'm pushing yeah myself too hard um footy starting this week as well so training all of that on my plate I'm vice captain I was named vice captain so taking on some of that role yeah so um that's exciting and that's actually the best thing in my life right now along with this this podcast yeah it's good for my mental health but um yeah and I think that's what's shitting me off so much at the moment is like netball started for me and I used to love going to netball training and like the thought of it was so awesome and it was what I look forward to every week and now I just dread it it's so shit and that's the fucked part about grief is it just takes away so many good things that you used to Everything love. Everything that, yeah. So, yep. f- yeah. But mm. hopefully we'll get back there and I'm just going to keep going and yeah. hope that it gets better. And do you but find yeah, it's so annoying. In terms of, it, if anything, it just keeps you busy, keeps you thinking about yeah. something else for a while yeah. or does it does it and not like once even I'm there, do that? One, no, once I'm there, I'm fine and once I'm – well, no, mm. wrong. Like trials, we had like netball trials the other week and I find sometimes, like I don't know if you get this in footy, if you've had like a really um, like full-on day or things are on your mind, like it's like like we talk about when you're driving, like you, I feel like mm. I can't actually get into it. Like I, I'm i not there. Like me, physically I'm on the court but mentally I'm, yeah, yeah. Mentally I'm, yeah. I can't, I'm like, oh, I should lead for that ball and then I just don't do it. Like it's like, yeah, it's that yeah. in itself is draining. Yeah, I did rock up to footy training. It was last week actually and I think it might have been, we'd had a couple of weeks of shitty appointments and shitty news mm. and I was in such a bad mood from the start mm. and I knew I didn't want to be there. And I didn't even want to look at people or interact, mm. you know. I just yeah. was not in a social mood at all. Um, and it is really hard to get into it and I just, yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, at the end of it I was glad I went and I felt better. But yeah. it is yeah. it is that really trying to, you, sometimes you just can't snap yourself out of it. No. Yeah. And then it's shit because you get home and you love it and then it gets to the day before you've got netball or footy again and you're like, oh, fuck, mm. like I don't want to feel like that again. Like it's just like that anxiety. It's that anxiety. Like overdoing yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a cycle and, yep. yeah, it's just crap. Yep. But we got to do these things for our, like you said, our mental health. I've been running again, so yeah. heck, I've been sore. <laughs> <laughs> Long you can ones. always, yeah, you can always tell when I'm doing shit. Just look on my Strava. 
Oh, I need to get back on Strava. I've obviously been not been active at all, apart mm. from well, footy's keeping me active now. But yeah, yeah, you picked up your running. jet skiing or whatever you did a few weeks ago when you're oh, on the river. Kayaking, you picked that up. <laughs> jet yeah. skiing. That's I not very like, active. Because oh. it gave me like a notification. It was like Amy has logged on Strava when she hasn't logged in a while. I was like, sick, oh, and I logged it on. I was like, what the fuck is she doing on the river? <laughs> I was kayaking. That was yeah. actually someone else did it and they t- like it showed that I was oh. with them. Yeah. But I have been going I've been going for I've been going for walks quite a bit and I'm really mm. enjoying listening to podcasts on walks like proper, yeah. you know, our walks. But then I'm like I can't log a walk. That's not fashion. <laughs> yes, you can. I mean it's still exercise. If I you, know, but it just seems yeah, if I'm just such a, you know, when you you're a runner and you're in that runner's you're in that runner's mindset. You always want to be. Yeah. I don't know. I remember when I was running and I'd always have to like beat my time and stuff. And I don't want to do it for that. I'm not doing it for that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go on Strava just purely because I've become so competitive with myself. Yeah. You'll be sitting there with your glass of gin and you'll be like, fuck Emma's out running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to see everyone else smashing it while I'm eating my hot chips. No. I I do that afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And then you get your reward. Yes. Um. Okay. So we've been talking about possibly doing a dinner in Adelaide mm. with some of mm-hmm. our listeners. Um, yeah. Hosting a little catch up, um, which is really exciting. So we'd love to hear your opinion, our listeners, obviously, on that. If you're in Adelaide, if you think that would be something you would like to be involved in coming along. What could yeah. we do, Emma? Something special? Just meet us. Just meet the raw to community. Us talk shit for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like obviously meet up with people, like minded people yeah. who are in this Yeah. This community. Yeah. Um Yeah. I, I always I can I can be in a bunch of like in a group of people that have been through something like NICU or special needs and I just feel like I'm in a crowd yeah. of my people. Like I might not even yeah. know them and I'm like, Oh, these people just get me. They yeah. Just get it. yeah yeah um so that's exciting we're looking mm. at maybe the first of july so we'll um maybe pop a poll or some gain some interest in aurora's facebook group so if you're not yeah. in there head over and join and um look out for that post but um yeah yeah i think it's i think we'll do it even if only yeah. two people show up and it's you and Us. me yeah. yeah any excuse <laughs> to come to adelaide <laughs> yeah for a drink or two and talk yeah, yeah. and eat some food yeah yeah, no, nah, I'm all yeah. for it. I think it'll be awesome because it's so, like, we always see, like, people's names and comments on all of our stuff and a lot of the time yes. it's the same people and it's like I feel like I know these people but I've never actually met, met them. them. So I think it'll be yeah. awesome to get a group together and we can all catch up and talk shit. Yeah, and we can try and get some of our guests, um, some of our guests that have been on the pod, we can try and get them to come yeah. along as well. Um, like mm. Danny, who was in our third episode, mm. I think it was our third. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or fourth. And um, like Liv from last week. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I can I can pick Haley up on the way to Adelaide from Portagasta. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I know not all of our listeners are obviously located in Adelaide, but maybe we can like do a live or something on the night mm. as well and get you involved yeah. somehow. Yeah. 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 All right, I did also want to quickly um, give you all a little bit in, of insight into the pod and how it's going. So we've had over 3,300 
downloads to date, which is you, incredible. You, you. Yeah. And that's over <laughs> 10 episodes, which is, yeah, yeah we're doing all right. It's a pretty good mm. average. Yeah. I'm so proud of us. Yeah. So, um, so good. And the exciting, yeah. And the exciting thing is, I'm just trying to get the stats up. Just um, bear with me. She's my stats girl. <laughs> We've got listeners from all over the world. Um, Do you just sit there and look at your your stats map all day and just see people oh my popping God. up around I, the world? Do you, know how many, like, do you know how many times I refresh this screen to see how many downloads that and where people so, are listening from? That is yeah. so sad. <laughs> I'm such a goober, aren't I? Shush. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to – oh, here we go. Yeah, so we've got – we've had – 133 people from the United States, Mm -hmm. 55 from the UK, five from New Zealand, five from Thailand, four from Canada. Maybe we could go for a meet and greet over in the US. Imagine that. Yeah, holiday. Hey, Dylan, I'm just going on a work trip. I'll see you in (laughs) two weeks. (laughs) Three in Germany, Argentina, Denmark, Spain, Ireland, Look at that. Hello to our that listeners is... in Spain. <laughs> Say something in Spanish, I dare you. <laughs> oh, no, I actually could because James is learning Spanish at school. I can count to ten. I can also sing happy mm-hmm. birthday. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> Everyone, if you comment on Amy's post enough and tell her to sing happy birthday in Spanish, she will do it. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Do you know what would be so funny if I started singing it and it was completely wrong and James has just come home singing. Imagine if he's just like swearing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That would be just your luck. And do you know what? When he came home and he was was counting to ten, it's uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. That's just a six or seven. You know that song? Do you remember that song? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I already know how to count to six in Spanish because of that song. I didn't even realise. Oh, God, how embarrassing. <laughs> That's not going on the pod. Oh, no, it has to. That's the best. I was about to fall off her chair. <laughs> oh, righto. We should. Anyway, we should yeah. wrap it up. Sounds good. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Raw. It has been an emotional one, um, but I'm certainly glad that we've done it. And thank you all for providing such a safe space for us to vent in. Um, We have got a very exciting episode coming up. Next week, we are going to speak to Tara, who is the mum of a heart baby, um, who also has cerebral palsy. His name is Jude. Um, and He is so cute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, She's yeah. been one of our biggest supports, been yeah. listening from the get-go. So yeah. very excited to speak yeah. to Tara and share her yeah. story with you. Yeah. Yeah. So tune in for that one and as always, give us a review and a like and give us some love if you haven't done so already. So thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. See ya.